Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell College Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as Friendly Tech Wizard and former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the Planet Wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host, and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Hello. Schön, dass ihr da seid. Willkommen zurück to our little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. Come on in. This is the 41st episode of Shell Cottage Radio in which we will discuss chapter 15 of Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets, Aragog. Before we do so, we will fill you in on the latest cottage catch-up, quiz Bill, again with trivia questions, and expand our knowledge about magical and fantastic beasts. I had to look up mm. if it's really 41st. Mm-hmm. It sounds different. I don't 41st. know. It sounds 21st, 31st sounds fine, and then 41st, mm. I feel like I've never heard this before. 51st, wow. 50th. 41th. <laughs> 41th. I don't know. The, it was just interesting. This is the 41th no, episode. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me? I hope you didn't hear What was that? Excuse me. Mm. I'm sorry, yeah, we were having um, a weird... Nutella kind of healthy Nutella style peanut butter yeah. powder in there cream thing. This is good. <laughs> and I was just we had donuts the last two days and I was like, right. oh my gosh, I'm craving something sweet. I can mm-hmm, feel mm-hmm. it. It's not good. Have some apples. Okay, we had some apples. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm still craving something, mm-hmm. you know, and you, I mean hey. You threw, you threw like a last minute dash of peanut butter in here, I know, which good. is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lottie kind of, I think she's really, I think she would have been really great at potions. I think she <laughs> is great at potions because she enjoys making mm-hmm. stew, um, types True. of soup, and then she makes these desserts where she just throws stuff together. Literally just mixes it, tastes it, tries it, adds something else, and just keeps going. Mm-hmm. There's probably like five different versions of this where she could have just stopped at that version, <laughs> and it would have been fine, but she went for perfection. So it's great, really good. Thanks. What did you actually put in here? Just just chocolate and um, still so like some. It was like one of those chocolate blocks, right? That, mm-hmm. Um, it's like no sugar. It's for baking, right? And right. I melted that, put some erythritol. It's like a powdered sugar, but it's made of erythritol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, put that in there. Some heavy cream. Some just a just a little bit of coconut oil. Yeah. To mix it better. And then the last bit was peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. And, um, and coconut flakes. Coconut flakes. There, there we go. go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just mixed together and put in the freezer for a little bit. Right. So that's yep. like a secret. Thickening. Risk. Uh-huh. That's, that's the secret ingredient or, or action you have to take. So it really, really wow. tastes great. That's the thing they leave out of the cookbooks. And that's the thing that was, you know, 
uh, and, and advanced potion making. That's what Snape was doing. He was adding in the extra little tidbits. Mm-hmm. You think he was going home and making like not going home, but going up to his dorm room and making extra potions? Like you yes. do it in class, and then you're done. Going down right? to his dorm room. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah, there. But like you, you, yeah. Sorry, going up, going oh down. My gosh, sorry, yes. yes. But probably just instead of just one time and done with that potion, goes back and works on it again to perfection or yeah. something. Because like how would how would you figure out all those different things to? No, yeah, I think he did, mm-hmm. and I think that's his passion. And I think he could have been he could have done so much with his skill in mm-hmm. potions, yep. because the way he talks about potions in the first book, right? Yeah, like the simmering and bubbling. And, yeah, and snaring the mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I can just picture him. Like in the Slytherin common room, just looking out the window and seeing the lake and seeing the, mm-hmm, I don't know, the mm-hmm. darkness of the lake and, and just, yeah. I don't know, and and brewing his potion there in a, in a little corner where no one can oh, wow. really bother him. Yeah, I like it. So anyway, a uh, little cottage uh, catch up there for you in terms of we were just um, having more dessert. <laughs> you oh, know, we were like, oh yeah. my God, you guys, come we on now. We always talk about We are. Guys, okay, yeah. just having. Uh, <laughs> like outside of the cottage ketchup, outside of the cottage ketchup, we don't really have that much, that many sweets. And for, we just save it for our recording, actually. We do. <laughs> we really do. Because um, I think the last time we, we actually talked about donuts. I know. Like, <laughs> no, whoa. that's why we had the donuts. Snap. Um. You know who got us hooked on the donuts was David and Crystal. Who yeah. Brought, right. They brought like the best donuts from their hometown, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Zanesville. So we did like oh, this um, an so unexpected good. game night, and they brought a bunch of different donuts from their hometown, some bakery or whatever they, they've mentioned multiple times, and I forget what it was called. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was, but um, I'll have to look it up. But anyways, you go listen to that episode. David gives a, a, a plug. It's called an unexpected game night unexpected trivia night and it's our most recent episode on up talking tolkien and yeah. he basically yeah they brought these donuts and i was like my gosh i remember <laughs> lane's kids went crazy for him i kept drifting back into the kitchen like what was those donuts left <laughs> like, i know it was so oh good. boy they were great yeah uh, and then it happened to be my my niece's uh birthday the other day so <laughs> we had to get good donuts love again. love you rachel absolutely love you and yeah had to get some donuts for for them they had a big adventure day planned out for her so Hopefully she had a great day yesterday. We didn't hear yeah. or see from her afterwards. They were just gone. I know. On an adventure, staying the night with um, with her great aunt and her little cousin and stuff. Yeah, so it's great. So cute. Yeah. Um, one thing I forgot to mention the last two episodes. Um, it was probably like a week and a half ago, mm. when I was co-teaching high school English. Yeah. And we were reading Macbeth. Oh yeah. And I had a moment in that class where I was like, oh, my goodness. I never realized. Right. The connections. The, the connections mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that our favorite band, I don't know if it's your favorite band, but like one of the popular popular bands in the wizarding world, the Weird Sisters. Yeah. Mm. Their music was frequently played on the Wizarding Wireless Network. Despite their name, all eight known members were male. Interesting, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the name, the Weird Sisters, is from Macbeth. Right. Those are the three witches yeah, that, show that come to him mm-hmm. and give him his like prophecies. Prophecy. And stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for and sure. I was like, oh my goodness, and I had to look it up if it's actually that connection. And yeah, it says it on the the Weird Sisters. Yeah. Yep. Makes yeah. makes sense that J.K. Rowling, knowing where she lives and where she's from, and the influences of Edinburgh and 
in Scotland and all that, that there would be some connection back to Macbeth and, and stuff. So yeah. really, really cool, actually. Okay, here we go. In the etymology, it says, The term Weird Sisters was the name given to the three pro- prophetic witches in the play Macbeth by William Shakespeare. Weird being old English for fate or destiny. Whoa. Macbeth stated to be quite possibly the uh, the favorite Shakespeare play of Harry Potter series author J.K. Rowling. Mm. Had another allusion to Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban where the frog choir sings double... Oh, oh, double, yeah. double, toil Doyle. and trouble, yeah. a direct ro- yeah. quote from the play. Okay, that is new to me too. <laughs> right, right. That is so cool. Yeah, that yeah, because because we, we say that, uh, yeah, double, double, toil and trouble, and it's uh, it's from that. It's from Shakespeare. Wow, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've forgotten that, <laughs> that as well. We taught that. I think yeah, it's been years ago since I taught that in CP twelve. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It was it was really cool. Yeah. But um, it's like crazy. I enjoyed teaching that so much because then what I normally taught in CP9 is Romeo and Juliet. So, right. oh, my gosh, that play just got to be every year we did it. And I was like, this <laughs> is all right. Mercutio, like it's dramatic. Yeah. Everything is super dramatic. I mean, that's what Shakespeare did. Right. They're all. Do you have a stuff, but... do you have a favorite Shakespeare play? Um, let me see. The one I'm, again, I'm most familiar with Romeo and Juliet. And mm-hmm. then A Midsummer Night's Dream is, is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that one a little bit. I would say Macbeth actually is probably okay. the one that when I taught, I think it's just because I had not taught it before and I hadn't mm-hmm. really, didn't really remember it because you don't always, I mean, you can't teach all of, all of, you can't go through all of Shakespeare's stuff necessarily in high school. Right. And I didn't go in as an English major originally in, in, uh, in college. So mm-hmm. I only got a few more more plays there and I had to do do some exploring on my own. I actually took an intro to Shakespeare course in college though. Oh, and cool. yeah, cause I have that book somewhere where it has all of his plays and it was, it was wild. It was, it was quite a bit cause we had to read basically all of them. And I was just blitzing through trying yeah. to, trying to survive. Honestly. Yeah. Same. But yeah, Macbeth is really good. We should actually watch. There's a couple of really good adaptations of it that, that you can watch. Um, if you guys have a favorite, by the way, let us know. Um, maybe like your, your favorite movie mm-hmm. or adaptation that we could, that we could watch. It'd be fun. I haven't seen it in a yes, long time. Sure. I haven't read the play in a long time because I haven't done CP12 in, in mm-hmm. ages. What grade were you in? Were you in 12th grade when you were doing that, when they were reading Macbeth? No, we were reading it in school. I had it in college. No, no, no. When you were substitute teaching. Oh, yeah. They were... Were they juniors? Were they, or, I don't know if they were Because sometimes they do seniors. it junior or se- senior year. It just sort yeah, of depends. It, and I every can't really different. remember mm-hmm. if it was 11 or 12th. Mm. We always, I mean, you know, introducing those freshmen to Romeo and Juliet, you know, we got to get that in. Yeah. Right and early. Right. So, cool. Okay, awesome. Awesome. So uh-huh. just a little bit of catch up there. Uh, we've been working hardcore on Harry Potter Hangout, by the way. Go check uh-huh. that out. And after we have this chapter and one more chapter, and then going into Prisoner of Azkaban, we're going to be dropping more episodes on the podcast feed. So continuing with the, re- the, the reread, as is, once per week. And then we will be dropping some additional sort of standalone uh, things that we're going to be doing as videos over there. I'm really excited about it because just this morning I was reading to you well, it was. It actually came up in our reread where we talk about when Harry first heard Tom Riddle. He he first heard that name, yeah, and it felt like an old friend, yeah, like that name. Something felt like when he like when he, and he was like, I, I didn't have friends. How, how how can that be? What is something that right. has been with me so long and maybe, <sighs> yeah. So it's this bit it of Voldemort's soul that has been there. So anyway, that yeah. is coming up. I'm dropping that into a a, a short uh, later on, and I've got it all kind of kind of rid up essentially the only part of Voldemort's soul that was still redeemable 
actually leaves Voldemort because he's attacking an innocent child. Yeah. Right. It is and crazy. That's yeah. the part of himself that he that was unwanted. That's mm-hmm. what's said at King's Cross. It's unwanted, and then therefore, yeah, uh, he goes, thought it made him weak. Yeah, he, th- he thinks that it makes him weak, and so it's the part he wants to extinguish. It's the part that actually, because his soul is so unstable, it then you know. Uh, will be transferred over to, over, right. over to Harry Potter. So that's just a little sneak peek on some of the things that we want to start talking about because there is some buzz going on around the Wizarding World community in terms of like new adaptations and things yeah. possibly coming out. Like yeah. they've talked about a live action um, Cursed Child thing. I don't know that that's what they're going to go with, but who knows? It's been a popular play. See, I, I hope they realize that anything additional in Harry Potter, I, I take that back because they've done fantastic beast and that didn't seem to go over very well right i don't know why yeah i don't know why but either but i i really wish I feel like it could have been so much more so much more i i really think they may bring back a um like if they brought back the original cast in some capacity please i that i, would, I just it that just would, breaks that my heart it. that new story is over and and young Dumbledore, yeah, we don't know what happened they gotta between, go back like they, they have to finish there's no somehow. way they don't fill that gap ever That's i think crazy. in some for, shape or form they will give us whatever is in between right, there right have to yeah <laughs> just drop two more movies somewhere as you're dropping other stuff and get the get the fandom hype see it's because it's the only thing that's being dropped that it gets a lot of attention and highly criticized whereas if you had people just excited about potter in general and there yeah. was more things coming out i think on the to continue the timeline or to mm-hmm. continue harry's story uh or to continue yeah the journey of, of hogwarts afterwards that would be really yeah. cool. And you've, you've now got like all this different stuff that you can go back to and, and fill that story and maybe connects to a new story coming out. I don't know. I'm just yeah. spitballing. And but. we still have to be patient because now Legacy is even pushed back for uh, a PS4. Hogwarts Legacy, push back. <laughs> I yeah. remember the other day when I was like, should we just buy a PS5? And you were like, hey, no. It teaches us patience. I know. My friend. I am patient. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, by the way, you also have to be patient. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but after this chapter, we have three more chapters to go. Oh, we do? Mm-hmm. It's the next chapter after Aragog is Chamber of Secrets, then oh. the Heir of Slytherin, uh-huh. and Dobby's Reward. Why? I thought there was only two more, but I get you. Okay. Well, after this, it's three more. Three more. And then, okay. Yeah. We have... I'm so, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. so pumped. I love this book, but also I'm so... Remember yesterday I packed... I was trying to read the chapter. I packed it. We were over at Judad's house. Yeah. And I accidentally packed the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. I pulled it out. And I was like, oh, no. Which, that is a book we're really excited to get to. Because <laughs> yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban, it's yeah. been years since I've read it. Me I've, too. M- more, when you start a reread, you get through Sorcerer's Stone Chamber and, like, you know, things crop up. And sometimes if you don't right. follow through, you get through one, two, and three. And, yeah. So I really need to to dive yeah. back into prisoner and, and also then, goblet yeah there's so massive, much massive jump up when you go to <sighs> we gotta listen to goblet here and there because yeah. yeah i want to listen ahead a little bit mm-hmm. yeah me too me too okay let's go all right train me okay ready trivia one yes okay so i wonder if you remember because it's from this chapter but even if you haven't heard it in a while that would be a hard one what is aragog's wife wife's name <laughs> uh mrs aragog no no i'm just kidding i know uh, the it's, mo- it's, movie people are like on. what aragog has a wife I'm just, I'm just messing around um it's maragog or something like that it starts with an m, m starts with an m so not bad it's close that's close Mi- miriam miragog miriam <laughs> Miriam, <laughs> Miriam Gog, uh, Aragog, 
And Miriam. Maybe Era is just his first name. Era and Gog is actually his surname, right? So yeah, uh, this is Era, and so this is Mr. Gog, and his <laughs> wife is Mrs. Gog, uh, and it's Miriam Gog. Okay, you're close. It's Mosag. 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 M O S A G. Mosag. Wow. And Harry found him a wife. Like no, he, not Harry. Hagrid. Sorry, Hagrid. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Harry. Yeah, Harry definitely did not. My bad. Uh, <laughs> I meant to say Hagrid. Thought I said Hagrid, but I guess not. Uh, yeah, so so Hagrid mm-hmm. uh, found him a wife, which is interesting because... So cute. You know, you had to probably go far. You know, Hagrid and Newt would have been the best friends. I know. Mm. Yeah. Because they both see something in those beasts that others can't. Yeah. And right. they... Yeah. Well, this next one, I just read it. This might be tough. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Number two, name every single victim that has been petrified until now during this school year. So we don't know some prior victims, maybe when Mm -hmm. the chamber was first opened, if there was anyone petrified before Myrtle was killed. Yeah. But that's not what we want to know. Just during this school year. Give me all the victims. Uh, So we have, first up is Mrs. Norris. Yes, sir. I don't know the exact order of these, but Mrs. Norris... I know at one point, um, my gosh, Justin. Finch, Jay Finch. Jay Finch. <laughs> uh, and then the, um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking? Uh, nearly Headless Nick. Yes, Nick. The ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had Hermione and mm-hmm. Penelope. Colin. Yes. Is that it? Yes. Six, Six in total. So. Six. I think it was, the order was Mrs. Norris first, then Colin Creevy and Nick. No, then Nick and Jay Finch mm-hmm. together, and then Hermione and Penelope together. And then Colin was between, where was he was somewhere. I th- yeah, he was between Mrs. Norris and Nick and Finch. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there we go. We have okay. six victims in total. All Wild. And then the seventh will be Jenny, right? Yes, but I asked for the petrified. So Jenny was never really petrified. Right, no, I just I know you, but I'm just saying victim. Not not petrified victim, just mm-hmm. in general. Victim, somebody taken. I mean, yeah. I'm looking for that key number okay, seven. Yeah. You know, how do you make it seven? Well, Jenny. Oh, okay, okay. Jenny's that your counts. seventh victim. Uh, yeah. Right. So. And, I mean, you could count Harry as a victim since he gets bit by the snake or the basilisk. Yeah, okay. I mean, no, you can count Moaning Merle, too, and make it nine. <laughs> All right. Jamie. All right, good job, though. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that's it. Okay, nice. And you're probably wondering about our weekly magizoology lesson. What would you guess? I'm guessing, but we already did the spider, didn't we? That's didn't what we? I was going to say. Yeah. So this week, we will have you open a page okay. in the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them book and randomly discuss a beast and by the way, if you are wondering why we wouldn't cover the acro- acromantula in this episode, that's because we already have talked about the acromantula in episode 12, Philosopher's Stone chapter for the Keeper of the Keys. So make sure you go back and listen to that if you want to know more about Aragog and his species. Why, you rescue these creatures? Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Come on. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. What do you got for us? Just open our. So some of these page. are really small. Um, let's go with the. Have we done the Yeti yet? Ooh, no. 
I don't think so. No? I like it. Okay. The Yeti. A year me... with the Yeti. We just <laughs> did our How Powerful is Gilderoy Lockhart video, which I think is hilarious. And please go check it out. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. People voted on that. And he did spend a year with a Yeti. What did he learn? Oh, yeah. I don't know. The Yeti. So my good friend, by the way, shout out to Lane from an unexpected podcast. Uh, he enjoys a good conversation about Bigfoot, uh, the abominable snowman, or the Yeti. We call Let's it go. Bigfoot around here. He believes hardcore in, in this individual, this this mystical yeah. uh, being. Mean, maybe there's something, you know, some people have seen stuff. So yeah, tracks where me. does it come from? He talks about literally being in Southern Ohio and going through the like the woods and uh, out on some hiking trail with his wife yeah. and, and hearing this sort of like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> like noise. We might have to cut that. <laughs> what do they? Do? I don't want to go too loud, but they do sort of like there. There's a, there, it's a howl that they do, and it's on this. It's on this show. Okay. And it's just sort of like, oh no, that's not even. That's not good. <laughs> Sound like Ron who says, oi, oi. <laughs> it's just Ron Weasley. Uh, what do they do? It's it's like oh man, I gotta pull. Hold on, hold on. You mm-hmm. got to hear this. Um, let's see. It's called Bigfoot Call. No, no, they didn't hear that. That's what they do. Sounds like a monkey or a goat. (laughs) Sounds like a goat. That was like, did you hear that? It's a mountain goat. You guys, they normally don't hold it like that. Okay, go right ahead. Isn't that wild? That does sound wild, but that is that's that's the call that these guys do. This is some show back in the day where they were like finding Bigfoot and they would do these calls. Lane and I were out on the trail one time and he did like a it was like middle of the night and he did a call. And I I'm telling you, somebody was up hey. down the way and <laughs> called back and I was like, Oh my gosh. Hey, if you're listening and you would call yourself an expert on Bigfoot, the Yeti, or mm-hmm. Sasquatch? Sasquatch, yeah. Then please Squatch. let us know. We'll yeah. have you on. Oh, if you got a story <laughs> too? Oh my gosh, that would be radical. If somebody had a story of this, it's crazy. Remember when Andrew sent us like his... Yeah, guys, when you send your stories that are spooky and kind of scary, that's uh, it's actually kind of fun. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I know. Right? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> anyway. All right. So this is a mom classification uh, quadruple X. Whoa. Uh, a native to Tibet. The Yeti is mm-hmm. believed to be related to the troll, uh, <laughs> though no one has yet got close enough to conduct the necessary tests. Hmm. Up to 15 feet in height, it is covered head to foot in purest white hair. The Yeti devours anything that strays into its path, though it fears fire and may be mm-hmm. repulsed by skilled wizards. Wow. And that's it. That is your entry right there. So think about that for a second. I mean, which skilled wizard, you know, spent... I mean, actually, I, who was the wizard that Gilderoy it, took memories from that went and actually had this whole year with the Yeti? Is that totally made up? See, because, no, 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 no. No, I no, think, no. I mean, think about this. Hold on. Maybe Gilderoy, that was one situation where he did not trick a wizard into giving him that story. Hmm. He just made up a great story with a, with a mythical kind of um, fantastic beast. And he said, a year with the Yeti. Maybe he's really a great writer. And we're not giving him enough, enough credit there. So here it says, 
1992, Gilderoy Lockhart taught his second year defense against the dark arts class about the Yeti, using his book Year with the Yeti. However, based on his fraudulence, his information was taken from a more accomplished wizard or witch, and his own version was twisted with inaccuracy and arrogance. In 1998, the Quibbler questioned whether your yet whether four Yeti footprints were sighted or if it was another prank. Whoa. Xenophilia's love good misspelled Yeti as Yeti with a double T. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he named his Yeti. Yeti. Hey, just because you can't spell something right doesn't mean that your information is, is inaccurate. That's okay. True. So yeah. I, I read the quibbler, to be honest with you. You would. A hundred percent, I would read the quibbler. I think it would be fun, but I wouldn't believe it. I don't know. Sometimes it's sort of like people don't believe in Bigfoot or these other things until Mm. something happens in the woods, and you're like, whoa. I'll never forget when I was in the woods one time, and I heard a screech owl for the first time. Oh, yeah. I was scared to death. Mm -hmm. I could not believe I heard that. I I thought something was attacking something else or me, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Um yeah, it was just. I mean, back in the day when you had no means to figure out what it was, and you couldn't just go on the internet and type in what you heard, and then it says, "Oh, it's a screech owl." Right. People probably thought, "Oh, this is an evil spirit." Or, yeah, yeah. You know, that's you what they. It. Right. But, uh, kind of believe. Right. Um. Mm, so the yeti. So let me ask you. Hold on. Yeah. Would you want to have or befriend a yeti? Oh, if I could befriend one, totally. Really? Wait, wait. If if that if if the yeti because we don't is, know if they're bad. No, we don't know. And if it's a good kind of yeti, yeah. And it's like cute and cuddly, right? And it, it could like protect me. Yeah, I yeah. would hop on the you know back of a yeti and have it carry me through the mountains. And mm. I always think when I think of the yeti now, I think of the 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 wampa, the wampa's lair in Empire. Strikes back where Luke goes in and it captures him. He's got to like, you know, get his lightsaber. And yeah, that that one seemed like it was going to eat Luke. So, I mean, I don't know. The, I, I like the Yeti. Aragog was going to eat what would, would eat individual. I mean, he ends up being friends with Hagrid. So yeah. you can befriend him. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you can make friends. But so you wouldn't you say, nah, I'm good. Those mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm kind of a believer in that stuff. You know, it's like it's a little scary. So okay. they're just. Yeah, I'm good on the Yeti. To live in the portions of the Himalayas. Himalayan. Himalayas, encompassing Nepal and Tibet. Okay, so it's more like an almost like Eastern, like Asian type of thing. Yeah, different parts of the world call it different things. True, we were in Portland last year. Sasquatch. And they have a similar creature in the mountains. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the Bigfoot. Yeah. Wow. Yeti is the, the Yeti is described as as a, as being more white, um, yeah. because it's where that region because of the snow, the probably. snow, <laughs> yeah, snow, yeah, snow, snow covered, yeah. But in the forest region, it's more brown and blends in. It's just a mm-hmm. different name. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, are you ready to talk about other scary creatures? Yes. Hidden in the forest. Let's do it. Okay. Chapter fifteen. Aragog. Summer is slowly approaching, but the mood in the castle couldn't be more gloomy and fearful. There have been more attacks. Hagrid is gone, Dumbledore is gone, and all after-school activities are canceled. Some individuals seem to enjoy the new atmosphere at Hogwarts, however. 
Draco loudly praises his father for getting rid of Dumbledore and suggests that Snape should be the new headmaster. Professor Lockhart is chipper as ever because in his eyes, the culprit has been caught. They wouldn't take Hagrid to Azkaban for no reason, right? And he claims that everyone is safe again. Harry and Ron can hardly stand being around those two and every glimpse at Hermione's empty chair painfully reminds them that something else has to be done. Finally in Herbology, Ernie McMillan apologizes to Harry even after he suspected him. Harry discovers a bunch of spiders hurrying off to the Forbidden Forest. He and Ron know what they have to do. That night they sneak out under the invisibility cloak and follow Hagrid's advice. They go along with the tiny spiders into the darkest part of the Forbidden Forest. It is pitch black and even the Lumos charm does not reveal much of their surroundings. All of a sudden, bright lights and loud noises cause them to jump. Arthur Weasley's Ford Anglia approaches Ron and Harry through the undergrowth. First, they can't believe their luck, but in the next moment, the boys are lifted off the ground and carried away by something large and hairy. Two enormous spiders carry them right into the heart of the gigantic colony of their eight-legged kind. They wake up the largest and oldest of them, but Daddy Spider, Aragog, could care less and allows his children to go ahead and eat the humans. When Harry informs Aragog that Hagrid is in trouble because the Chamber of Secrets has been opened again, the giant Acromantula is willing to pause and talk for a second. He tells Harry that Hagrid has never opened the chamber and that he, Aragog, is not the monster. In fact, the real monster is a creature that the Acromantulas fear so much that they don't dare speak its name. When the girl was found dead in the bathroom 50 years ago, Hagrid tried to protect Aragog and has kept him safe in the Forbidden Forest ever since. At the end of the story, Aragog seems tired and speaks his farewell to Harry and Ron since he cannot deny his children fresh meat. Harry and Ron panic as hundreds of gigantic spiders start approaching them. Just when all hope is lost, a bright light leaps forward and the Ford Anglia comes for the boys' rescue. It drives them out of the spider's nest all the way back up to the edge of the forest. Still sick and terrified from the nightly adventure, Harry and Ron realize Hagrid is innocent. Desperate for another hint, Harry recites Aragog's words over and over until he stumbles upon something. The girl that was killed 50 years ago was found in a bathroom. What if she never left that bathroom? Summer was creeping over the grounds. What do you associate with summer, my friend? <laughs> Blue skies. Okay. Warm, fresh air filled with, you know, blooming flower scents. Spiders. Spiders. <laughs> I don't know. It is such a contrast. And I, I got to say... I enjoyed reading this chapter last night. Mm -hmm. I cuddled up on the floor, on the carpet floor, while you were watching Oak Island. Oak Island. Your favorite show. Love it. I think it's great, but I cannot, I can't watch it. Just like Sorry, the spiders. Sorry, for two hours. Just like the spiders, <laughs> you cannot stomach that show. Wow. And I, ow. <laughs> serves you right. Mike Bop. That What's serves you right. What's my front teeth, I thought you just said, what the front teeth? That's kind of funny. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. So I was curling up on the floor, just reading the chapter, mm -hmm. and really going back with Harry and Ron to the, to the Forbidden Forest, away from the movie, which is also a great scene, but different. And, yeah. I, and I thoroughly enjoyed the difference that is just little tiny things that are different in the book mm -hmm. and one of the first things that really struck me and i had to look up 
when she describes the atmosphere in and around the castle. It is supposed to be a beautiful time when summer is approaching, right? Mm -hmm. Almost the end of the school year, some free time, even though exams would be coming up normally. But it says the sky and lake alike turned periwinkle blue and flowers large as cabbages burst into bloom in the greenhouses. Mm. I was like, what is periwinkle blue? Do you know? No. What a peri so periwinkle is a color in the blue and violet family. Its name is derived from the lesser periwinkle or myrtle herb. Whoa. It's called vinca minor, which bears flowers of the same color. So I just took that from Wikipedia. Okay, that's cool. The myrtle herb. Mm-hmm. Wow. I thought that was pretty cool. So it's like um, it's like a mix of blue and violet. You know... Sorry, do you have something yeah. else to say about that? Because no. that's clever. Yeah, I just think I love clever writing when when mm -hmm. you find things like that where it's like, okay, it's, it's we chose periwinkle mm -hmm. as the color, and when you look a little further, you know, okay, cool, it's just describing blue, but then you go a little further and you're like, it's actually related to the myrtle, yeah, herb, Moaning yeah, myrtle is what this whole book is about. I know. Wow. You want to know something else? And it's the reveal. I mean, it's it's, it's like, yeah, yeah I know. It starts with periwinkle, which is a myrtle herb, and it ends with, oh my gosh, the girl that was killed was in the bathroom, yeah. found in the bathroom. What if she never left? Right. So it begins and ends with myrtle, this chapter. So Let's pretty go. cool. <laughs> and get this. Did you know that in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the book, uh-huh. Hermione Granger wears a periwinkle blue dress to the Yule Ball. Whoa. So we all have that picture of that like pinkish it's like a pink purple not purple it's pink yeah, it's so pink. it's, it's yeah, really yeah. pink in the movie yeah. of her beautiful pink ball gown but actually wow. in the book it is periwinkle blue and i like that more i love that i love like a purplish blue style dress would look so awesome well, I just thought of another yeah. really simple short, which is, did you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like, I love the little things where, uh, the, like the movie changed it just subtly. Maybe it fits better. It's, it pops more and it, it's more visually something that we, yeah, because it, it stands out in our mind. But honestly, if you're going to a ball like that, and you, yeah, a lot of people prefer something more subtle and yeah, she, she's not the type who would, I don't know. Yeah. Pink just seems really loud. Yeah, and yes. and periwinkle blue or blue is it's just a, like is a, yeah. calm and 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 that's sort of who Hermione is. You yes, know, is, but anyway, so cool. I thought it was really cool. Wow. Um, and then, like I said, the contrast between it should be summer and then the sadness, the fear in the castle, and how right. it is described. Th I thought that was a really cool beginning of the chapter because it really conveys how desperate everyone is. And especially, we have, you know, the grounds are not the same without Hagrid. Just roaming the grounds with his dog and just, you know, the, the little things that we that they see every day. And they seem so simple and, and just there. And yeah, okay, whatever. What's the deal with that? But when they're gone, all of a sudden you notice mm -hmm. Hagrid's not there roaming the grounds anymore. And yeah. they don't seem the same. And Harry and Ron, classes are not the same. Right. Because Hermione is not there. And they can't even visit her anymore. Mm -hmm. And Dumbledore is gone. The biggest thing. The school is full of fear because Dumbledore is gone. And yeah. I want to read this part real quick. Yeah. It says, with Dumbledore gone, fear had spread as never before. 
so that the sun warming the castle walls outside seemed to stop at the mullioned windows. There was barely a face to be seen in the school that didn't look worried and tense, and any laughter that rang through the corridors sounded shrill and unnatural and was quickly stifled. 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 <laughs> and Harry constantly repeated Dumbledore's final words. I will only truly have left this school when none here are loyal to me. Help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. Harry repeats it over and over and over and over again. And just the description of the vibe at Hogwarts was like, wow. You know, like the, the warmth outside hid the wall and that's where it stops. Inside the castle, it's just cold and gloomy. And there's only some individuals that enjoy, that enjoy this new Oh, yeah, this, new this vibe. idea that... People are gone, right? Yeah, the Slytherins, of course. Yeah. I mean, well, not all of them. We don't want to... We don't know. We shouldn't say all of them. <sighs> no, but, not all of them. I mean, I mean, Draco is gloating to Crab and Goyle, so we can yeah. at least throw them in, in the batch. Yeah. But... I thought of um, Snape. So when Malfoy asks Snape if he doesn't want to be headmaster, it totally made me think of that I'll stop at you meme. You know what? I'll stop at you. Oh, yeah. Can you see it in the dock? I don't know if you pull up the dock. Yeah, I put yeah, it yeah. in there. Yep. I should put it on Instagram when Snape's like, oh, Malfoy, come on. Right, now. right. <laughs> Dumbledore's going to be back soon, but he can't, like, he's, you know, his grin on his face kind of shows. He's like, like yeah, oh. I can do it. Although, let's be honest. Um, no, he won't. Yeah. McGonagall is the one who is trusted to be True. next in line. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. A big deal. 100%. Like, never forget that. She's a deputy headmistress. Headmistress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As much as he trusted Snape, it was more because of his motivations, right? And it's because of, yeah. of his passion. Oh, no, he for... wouldn't make him headmaster. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, just, it's cool. I'm just saying it's cool. It's a, it's a plus to McGonagall. Yeah. Big time. I've always loved that because she's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Is that she is stepping up now draco says like, she won't last long i'm telling you right now yeah. if dumbledore wasn't coming back <laughs> and they all voted yeah they would vote her in oh, now yeah. i get that lucius would want like maybe snape or somebody else you want the slytherin headmaster back in right. charge etc but she's next in line she has the most experience yeah, yeah. and i feel like it just makes sense yeah, yeah it's just it's cool it's cool for me to think about that i even wonder i'd, I'd have to go look it up but mm -hmm. did she continue on as what was she ultimately the headmistress for I think so for Hogwarts, I think she was too, right after yeah. after um, Deathly Hallows, but because it just it's 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 so neat. And the other thing that uh, you know, I mean, Draco kind of goes on and says that he's going to tell his father that he's his favorite teacher. And well, put in yeah. a good word for you, sir. And it's just this pat on on his back, like my father got rid of Dumbledore. He's yeah. terrible. And again, Draco is just repeating what his father has yeah. said for years. That's not really anything that. I think he would have developed on his own. Hmm. He just came in with these preconceived ideas. Yes. And that's what I tell myself as a teacher all the time. I have kids who come in and they have learned stuff at home, whether it be about faith, religion, politics, um, just whatever it might be, yeah. just just ideas about life. You learn more about their parents sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you know what's being said at yes. home and what they've learned. Yeah. And that comes to the school and it's mixed in then with all these other people yeah. who have different ideas, beliefs and, and such. And it's very, it's very interesting. Yeah. However, how, how, how they come out of there. However, yeah. The next thing he says is, I think we both stopped when we listened to the audiobook this morning. You're like, whoa. Malfoy said the next mudblood is probably going to be killed, and pity it wasn't Granger. Oh yeah. And I was like, that is really not okay. No. 
And I almost can't believe that Snape let it go. Even Snape, that he let I don't think he as heard a it. teacher, he probably didn't. But you feel Remember, like... Because it was the commotion of class. Class had just ended and Ron's running at him. Okay. So I, I feel like... Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I, although, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe he's trying to keep He probably pretended he didn't hear it. Even if he did, yeah, he would just right. let it go. Selective hearing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, it's awful. But that is not cool to say. It's not even like... You know, I wish she, I don't know, slipped in the corridor and something or mm-hmm. it's not like you don't, you just want to see her not succeed. But he said, he talks about, oh, I wish she would have been killed. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that, uh, that though, if if you didn't tell Draco that Hermione was a muggle or muggle born, mm-hmm. then I think he would see great value in her and see who she is. Yeah. It's simply the idea that it is mudbloods. Now, mm-hmm. the reason he points to Hermione is because she's associated with Harry yeah. and that's his arch nemesis. And like they're in class and paired together. The other students are not necessarily good point. In, in he just circle. wants to, it would have been anybody. I don't yeah. think it's anything personal really against her. Mm. It's just the, it's just the fact that she is a mudblood and, He's just repeating stuff that his father has said and, and what have you. And by the way, I want to mention, make a, a, a modern day reference here. He is quite literally saved by the bell. The bell rang that very next moment. Right. After he said that. So <laughs> yeah. Saved true. by the bell. It's a good TV show. Yeah. I used to watch her growing up. So, anyway, uh, so you're saying, yeah. so you're saying he wouldn't have said it had Ron and Harry not been there because he, all he wants to do is really tick them off. Yeah. And, to antagonize and them. And show yeah. them. Because My it causes Ron to yeah. leap yeah. off of his stool and and, and and scramble towards him. What is not said there, um, although it does say his attempts went his attempts to reach Malfoy went unnoticed, that just means he turned his back and was like headed out the room. Like I've done my damage and and he's packing up to, to go as well. Yeah. But I do yeah. feel like he you know, he projects his voice so that way what he has to say, the digs he's making can be heard around mm-hmm. the room. So Yep. Agreed. And that one, yeah, bell bell rings just in time, so now, uh, Snape's a little annoyed because he's like, okay, guys, pack up because I got to like escort you to Herbology. And How I, annoying. Let me just say as I a know. teacher, that would be so annoying. And I was thinking about the logistics about this because don't they have Herbology with the Hufflepuffs? Yeah. So who took now the Slytherins to their next class? Or do they get picked up by the next class? But if, you know, the, the logistics of it is crazy yeah. to me because you have, you always have different pairs of classes, like different houses. Right. That's two groups splitting, going into different classes. But yeah. you're only one teacher. Yeah. What do you do? Maybe they were going back to their dorm. You know, maybe they, they had an off period and they're uh, like a prefect or somebody picks them up and is taking them just back to their common room. I just can't imagine being the headmaster yeah. and like trying to figure this out. Coordinate that. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Go back. Give, give every teacher a time turner. And they have to go back in time and now take the Slytherins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that, that was all. That's crazy. But yeah, we do go to one of my favorite places, though, which is to, yeah. to see Professor Sprout and uh, in, in herbology class. I love yeah. the idea of this life and these little herbs and plants and it's outside and it's, you know, you're, 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 yeah, you're, you're watering things, you're, you're nurturing them and they're coming to life and it's just really cool. Sprout's just got a really good feel about her and we show up there and this is where we make amends with some hufflepuffs thankfully yeah, yeah you know that didn't mean anything but hey they're just looking out yeah all right they're just actually you know we get on ernie mcmillan and other hufflepuffs because they think it's pop <laughs>
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But Harry and Ron think it's Draco. So if yeah. you're a group of Slytherins listening to Harry, Ron, and Hermione yeah. talk and cast blame on him... That's the same thing right. Ernie and Hannah Abbott and everybody True. else were, were doing. I mean, so even though it's a little different because Malfoy wishes he was the he was the heir. Yeah, yeah, moment. yeah. We we get more of yeah. of we know who Harry is um, more intimately, and so we know who he is as a person. And that seems egregious to to accuse him of that. But a lot of times we're realizing that Harry and his, the trio. They make mistakes. They assume oh, the yeah. wrong things. And so they're kids. It's the whole point. I just want to point out that the Hufflepuffs are kind of like just doing the same thing that the trio is doing. Yeah. I, I will defend I agree. these Hufflepuffs because they're on the lookout. Like they're on guard. And also they're like making assumptions. And Ron's like, oh, wow. Like that's so clever of you, Ernie. But we've thought about it months ago. Months ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but you also had more you put way more effort into it. And instead of saying, yeah, Ernie, that's actually a good guess, but we kind of, you know, they can't really tell him they figure it out. It's yeah. not Malfoy, but they, he's like arrogant about it. Like, oh, we, we know it's not him. Like, right, oh right. Yeah. And he came to the same conclusion a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it seems so, and, and we all are guilty of that sometimes where we're like Ooh, yeah. annoyed by someone who just figured something out that and we've like, known for so long. Yeah. Wow, you're so clever. You think you're so clever. Right, right. But you were in that position just a Actually, couple of weeks ago. <laughs> that stuff happens all the time when I do shorts, right? People who are just like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, it's like, okay, uh, is it that obvious? Because then you watch the comments and there's hundreds of people who don't know yeah. it. Yeah. But you have some people who they, they've got there. They thought about the same thing and, and that's, that's awesome. That's, that's yeah. cool. And then all you got to say is, you know, wow, I, I thought the same thing. I, yeah. I realized that too uh, as well. And we were all on different you know, on, on different parts of our journey. Some, yeah. you know, we, maybe Ernie knew something that they didn't know before while they learned about Malfoy. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, and it's just, the more, it's just kids. Yeah. The, the more and more <laughs> I'm around teenagers, I realize like <laughs> they just are developing all of their ideas and who they are. And yeah. they're just learning still. Yeah. They are really still young. I think a lot of people 100%. think that teenagers are like adults and they're no. ready to go. They're not. Not even close. Thinking back how I thought and felt and was as a teenager and compared to now, it's so different. It's so different. Yeah. And my 20s were so important right, to right. figure so many things out Yeah, during yeah. life. And, and, it, and I love them and I love the journey and I still love it. Right. But I would not... I would not want to go back to my teenage years. 
<laughs> they oh, were no. also yeah. fun, but also full of doubts and and questions and figuring mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. out. So yeah, I don't I don't envy it's, them. <laughs> no, and it's interesting though. To, I think so. I, I think she does a really good job of capturing kids and teenagers yeah. and what they do and how they would act and how we overlook some of what Harry does when the Hufflepuffs do it. We're like, these Hufflepuffs get them out of here. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. But it's like, no, it, like Harry and Ron did the same thing just weeks prior. Yeah. And they're just a little bit late on that idea of Draco. And they right. first were looking at Harry and yeah, it's like, okay. So it's, it's, it's really, it's really cool. Actually. It makes, it makes a lot of them relatable because yeah. we've all been there. We've all been yeah. through that. And been. I think most of us listening, uh, would could think back to our lives and be like, yeah, I can't believe I ever thought that <laughs> yeah. or that I said that or believed that. It's yeah. just wild how we grow and develop, and uh, and you also can't even tell that to teenagers. Sometimes they just have to go through it. Yeah, it's it's some some sort of understand that they are in that phase and they recognize it, but most have no clue yeah. <laughs> and they won't until no, yeah. later on. I feel like such an old fogey talking about this right now. It's like whoa. Just ancient wizard knowledge. Hey, anyways, you're okay. an old soul. I am. Always have been. Always have been. Okay. So, uh, but something else happens. We hear the apology of Renee, which is really nice, and and that's a huge thing to apologize as well. Like that's that shows strength that you are ready to apologize. You know, instead of just letting it go and be like, okay, I guess I was wrong, but I'm not going to say anything about it because then I would kind of show him that I, you know, show my weakness. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he does that. So good on, good for him. Good on um, Ernie. But Harry focuses on something different. He almost doesn't really care because he sees spiders in the greenhouse. Yeah. And they run yeah. off to the Forbidden Forest. And he hasn't, mind you guys, he has not seen any spider in the castle for probably days now. After Hagrid told him to follow the spiders, there were no spiders to follow. And that's why it's so significant that he spots them. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like, Ron, there's spiders. And I thought it was interesting. They talk about this openly before Hannah, Hannah and, and Ernie. And they were like listening. Like, what are they talking about? The spiders right, following? Right. So they full on hear what Ron and Harry are talking about. Um, but they don't, they can't, obviously, it's the middle of class. They are escorted everywhere they go during the day, so they can't go follow the spiders right now. <laughs> no, yeah, they gotta wait. Gotta and wait. they gotta endure another class with Professor Lockhart. Endure, yeah. Who thinks everything is fine again? <laughs> enjoy. I mean, hey, something. His his mere presence has like like his um, reputation has preceded him in such that mm-hmm. this creature would only petrify it wouldn't kill and yeah. and now that it knows that he's been tasked with rooting it out a little bit or that I mean yeah it's it's I don't even remember what he said exactly that that why this creature is scared of him now why like what's the logic there it's illogical right that <laughs> yeah that it's attacking people but all of a sudden the attacks have stopped Does oh because just, Hagrid he says well, yeah, because he, yeah, Hagrid's no, no, no. taken away. Yeah, but I mean, he's still. Oh, okay. Does he never uh, uh, say that it's him? Doesn't no. he say Not in previous chapters? Mm, he might have. Yeah. I thought he did. Oh, well, he, thought, s- I thought he, he says said something that... like he's gonna solve the problem. Yeah, I just felt like it was he was insinuating that the attacks <laughs> were going to stop because of his his presence. presence. Yeah. yeah. Which he probably hey. thinks that. But now, definitely, he, you're right. Yeah. Um, this whole chapter is about him identifying Hagrid as the culprit and the the minister wouldn't do 
You know, the, yeah, the, the, like, like the well, think about that. The, the minister and all these other people who in the wizarding community have endorsed Lockhart mm-hmm. and given him the Order of Merlin. Yeah. Right? They wouldn't just do that. Right. They wouldn't just do that for no reason. There's got to be a clear reason. So when you have those accolades, it's sort of like, they're not just like, giving that to me, mm-hmm. right? But he's, it, he's devious. It almost makes me wonder, though, when I hear Lockhart talk like that, why not more students think like that? Because fast forward to Order of the Phoenix, how they treat Harry just based on the information they get from the um, daily, pro- uh, from the prophet yeah from the ministry they are fed information this time information is the ministry took Hagrid away why because they think he's guilty guilty yeah why not more students are like happy that now culprit is gone so the Mm -hmm. attacks will stop you know it almost makes me wonder there there's definitely a change in the wizarding world and perception and politics from here yeah, until yeah. the order of the phoenix because it seems like they all this know is, hagrid is not the culprit right and it's like it's not it's not as far reaching so in, in this situation it's like fudge has done something and everyone kind of knows it's political theater yeah um but it is foreshadowing what he will do later on and yeah. how he'll try to uh, we have to be seen doing something we have to right. be we have to make sure that the public uh, opinion of of our leadership is high, and that mm-hmm. and that they know that we're about our business, and it's really Harry Potter. And so this one is sort of like, okay, no one has been killed yet. There's nothing mm-hmm. really to, right. to fear just right. yet. It's getting <laughs> it's all close. Because yeah. he, he, yeah, he's he's rational too. When he like this last chapter, when he's like, uh, I don't know, we should let Dumbledore <laughs> go. This is uh, yeah. not what I was expecting. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, because if Hagrid's gone. Why Dumbledore too, you know? And like right. the students are sort of like Yeah. Yeah, doesn't make sense. But anyway. Um so Harry and Ron clearly know they have to do something. Every look at Hermione's empty chair is like, you know, a little punch in the stomach. Uh but they have to wait until everyone's gone. They wanna put on their invisibility cloak again. But everyone, of course, now is in the common rooms because they can't go anywhere else after after dinner. That's where everyone's at, mm-hmm. right? So the common rooms are now the place to go. And it says they're never empty until midnight because everyone's just chatting and mm-hmm. doing stuff. Playing and I was games, like, yeah. what do you think was going on in other common, common rooms? Because we only see Gryffindor common room when everybody is yeah, locked whole, up there. Right. I mean, I think Ernie's still leading a table discussion about Draco. <laughs> I think yeah. that's still oh, happening. Yeah. Right. So they're chatting about it, speculating, wondering who's who and all that, all, all that good stuff. Uh, the Ravenclaws, we don't know much about, True. but Luna's tr- somewhere around there, isn't she? Yeah, she's only one year younger, right? Well, I don't know actually. They're they're trying to piece together though, logically, right? Yeah. What, what's going down? Some seven seven years are like, why? Like we have our final exams. We're out of here in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, they. I feel. I almost feel like they don't care. True. This is a this is an annoyance. <laughs> They've got to get through their stuff, and and they want to yeah. get into their jobs and they want to take their yeah. OWLs, yeah. their uh, NEWTs, their newts. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just feel like big sucks for them. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's Harry Potter kids kind of annoying. <laughs> Since he <laughs> showed up every year, something, crazy. something's going on. Yeah. So it's like well after midnight until they can leave the common room and go down to Hagrid's hut. And who greets them there? Fang. Yeah. And I was like, 
Good old Fang. Think about Fang this whole time. Probably devastated that Who's Hagrid's taking care gone. Of him? I think he told Ron and Harry feed Look Fang. after him? Okay, yeah. okay. So I think they come down once in a while and feed him or maybe McGonagall. Yeah. Someone's It's been a couple weeks, actually. But Fang is so happy. It says, Fang went mad with joy at the sight of them. I was like, oh. Hmm. Yeah. By the way, I wouldn't have gone. If it's already after midnight, I would have been like, nah. Let's wait for tomorrow. Yeah, it's, this I, is I can't. bad time to go. <laughs> I got to get up tomorrow morning. I'm like, I need my sleep. Right. But they're full of adventure. They have a mission they have to figure out. Because no one else seems to make an effort to really figure out who it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they take Fang, who knows the forest, who goes with Hagrid all the time. And I think the description of the forest is so cool. It's not just dark in there. It is pitch black. Yeah. Like imagine, so they haven't learned Lumos Maximum yet. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that Harry's little Lumos spell is like a tiny light that is just enough to spot some spiders on the ground. Yeah. But again, anything, everything else around it is blackness. You can't see anything. Mm-hmm. And then they, for like half an hour, they try and follow the spiders and and harry has to crouch down on the floor all the time or on the ground and find the spiders where did they go and they keep going into the heart of the forest they don't know where they're at anymore right and arthur's car shows up before they even encounter the big spiders you know mm-hmm. yeah right before yeah cremantulas yeah and that's also different to the movie and i want to believe hear that part of Arthur's spirit is in the car, is trying to protect them. Yeah, yeah. Because in the movie... Otherwise, why? Why would it show right. up? Why, why does it greet them? It's almost like, yeah, a dog would greet its owner. Right. It doesn't leave the Forbidden Forest with them. It actually just yeah. stops later on at the edge of the forest. And so it comes when they most need it. Yeah. And it's there later as they're being about to be eaten. It will show up and rescue them. Yeah. So that, no, that yeah. Is, I think that's a really good point. I think it could be Arthur's spirit. 100%. We don't understand. Like, that's advanced magic. It is. Arthur, we, we talked about it in our short, and everyone loved it. Arthur's like one of the most watched videos. Yeah. And it everyone is. loves yeah. Arthur. Yeah. And right. I didn't know. You know, I didn't. I mean, I always thought he was awesome, but I, I didn't know. know how he was received by the majority of fans. Right. And right. Everyone thinks he's baller yeah yeah <laughs> and he is he is powerful and you don't be deceived by his silliness sometimes or his yeah, his, his quirkiness yeah his quirkiness yeah yeah he is powerful and the mm-hmm. spells he put on this car he's miles away but they're still not going it you know like the mm-hmm. car is still bewitched it still has that magic in it yeah and it's i feel like because the wizard who almost like you talked about Voldemort and the wand and like putting yeah. magic into a certain item oh. is part of him. Oh my gosh, it's a really great point. So <laughs> you know? uh when they're discussing later on in the in the series, Dumbledore sort of explains that Voldemort's wand, when they connected, it was Harry's bravery that actually trumped um Voldemort's wand when when they both connect, right? For the first mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And but when they connected, Harry's wand sort sort of took on. So yeah. it's an object that it's a magical object. I mean right. this is again 
just a just a car. Yeah. But still, the the wand took on some of the powers. The the, the what was known mm-hmm. from the other wand. Right. So the other wand had learned spells and things that it was more experienced and more powerful. Harry's wand had taken on some of those things. Yeah. So this car has taken on a lot of things from Arthur yes. Weasley, and it has <laughs> essentially. Yeah, it's got some of its owners or whatever, like, I guess, um, thoughts or ideas or beliefs or a kinship with yeah, Ron. Yeah, and, and 100%. I believe that. Yeah, it's That's sense. a little part of Arthur there that we, we see. And I do think that the movie car it can, can gives us a little bit of a different picture because we feel like it's throwing out Harry and Ron and Hedwig when they arrive, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then... In the forest, also, they get thrown out of the car, almost like the car wants to get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't really happen. And it just, yeah, to me, that was... It feels more protective in the book. It feels more uh, like it's looking after them, yeah. Yes. Right. So, but the joy of the sight of the car in in the forest is very short because... Just when they realized, oh, that's awesome, the car and the lights, you know, we can see a little bit. Right. They get carried away. They get taken by something big, mm-hmm. carried away, and they don't realize it at first, but they get carried away by spiders. So Just they like the hobbits in Markwood. <sighs> they are. Jaminy yeah. Christmas. Oh, my gosh. And mm. it says, so the, the spiders, and it says they go down a slope. Yeah. So we are not just going. Spider cave. Yeah, it's like it's like going down there, and right. everything around you is full of little spiders. You think Spider Man could have taken Aragog? You think Spider Man could have? Spider Man, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I mean, yes, I do think so. Okay, all right, cool. Sorry. I actually do think so. Just, I just thought of like the Bat Cave. <laughs> and I thought of the Spider Cave because of Aragog. You know, and I was thinking, Ooh, of what if Aragog or one of his one of his acromantulas bites you? Do you turn into Spider Man? <laughs> In the, in this universe, <laughs> yeah. in Harry Potter, could there be a Spider Man? You know, like in werewolves. Harry Potter, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's a good. That's a good thought. That's funny. But... Crossover. Mm. Mm-hmm. It says Aragog is described as the size of a small elephant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's scary. And he's got like white. His hair is like gray and white. And he's his eyes are white. Now hold on. So I want you, everyone listening, look over at the nearest door, and imagine an elephant trying to come through, and imagine oh. the size oh. of that <laughs> spider trying to come through. That is huge. That is so disgusting. Huge. Oh my gosh, I would run for my life. Oh yeah, but what if it was trying to get in here? I mean, that is crazy. And it has eight legs. Yeah. Ugh. Six, right? Sorry, not no, to be. Six legs to, and no, eight no, no. eyes, right? No, they what? have eight legs. It says it carries them on six legs, and the other two are holding Harry. Oh, what's the difference it's got between pincers? So spiders have every six legs? spiders have eight legs, and every insects oh, they have, have six legs. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Gotcha. So each leg has. I took four semesters of biology. Oh yeah. So Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm telling you, my eight I stuff. legs. Yep. That's why, sweetie. That's why I think they are arachnids because doesn't that mean eight? Don't know. Does arachnids mean eight? Mm, what are arachnids? Arachnids include spiders. Okay, scorpions, mites, and ticks. There you go. 
They have eight legs, it's not six legs like insects. So that's cool. That's something new. I thought arachnids mean spiders, but it's in arachnids include spiders. But scorpions, mites, and ticks are also arachnids, not not insects. Oh, that makes sense. That's cool. Okay. See, we're learning something uh, even for the real world. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I try to forget that spiders exist. Oh, me too. But you always rescue me from them, so thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, so Aragog, though, he, uh, th- this old guy was, we, we, we wasn't born in the castle, just so you guys know. That yeah. is not where he was born from. This is not any ordinary <sighs> spider. He came in the pocket of a traveler, right? Didn't yes, he? And, he did. and, uh, and Hagrid, well, you know, sort of adopted um, Aragog and, and then raised him and, and was fr- befriended him. And during that, just coincidentally, yeah. during the time that the chamber was opened, this other beast, the 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 basilisk, is is loose. Yeah, and Tom wants to stay. He tries to keep. Oh, I got to cast blame somewhere. Mm-hmm. And here's old Hagrid, who's a little strange and who has a monster. Let's blame it on that monster. Yeah, I mean, what are the go. chances that are there's more than one monster at Hogwarts? You know, it's a good thing that that monster got the air the monster air quote uh, the air god got away because Dumbledore and others could have looked and said how. Like what? How does this creature kill? And yeah. I wonder if they looked at Myrtle and and like exactly how was it done? You know, right? You mean at Aragog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, like the mechanism of of killing. Like they would have investigated. Yeah, it. that's like the easiest hint. They have like um, pincers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so that's and really... the girl was not. There's no mark. Nothing. Right. Right. So I feel like it's a good thing that the spider did get away. Maybe Tom knows that and makes it look convincing and allows it to get away. True. Perhaps. Oh. Knowing full well that he almost caught this monster. Because I feel like Whoa. it'd be a dead giveaway. This is not This is yeah. not the monster. Yeah. And you can look at that. And, yeah. But sometimes you want to find something to cast blame on a certain situation. Yeah. And you're just looking for uh, a scapegoat to say, boom, this, this is the thing. Now I wonder if Tom would have gone back somehow to the girl and faked some teeth marks, Ooh. some 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 pincer marks or something. Yeah, conjured something. Yeah, up. yeah. Huh. Interesting. Was he interested in Aragog, Tom Riddle? That is. Yeah. Because his old professor Slughorn said that their venom, right, is Ooh. powerful. It's extremely expensive. Was he trying? Remember, he was trying to bribe his yeah. professor yeah. with certain things, and yeah. he wanted to. Uh, get close with him, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe he sees this, and he maybe he in the back of his mind was like, one day I could use that to my advantage. Yeah. Uh, get a hold of old Aragog and get that, to pre- sure. you know. Oh my god. Pretend goodness. like I found it, kill it, and pass it on to. Stephorn. That's crazy. That. Oh my goodness, that's so crazy that um, Slughorn is there when Aragog is young and Hagrid raises yeah. him, and then Slughorn is there when Aragog dies. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's wild. Interesting. Love old Slughorn. <laughs> mm. But what also want, like makes me wonder is Moaning Myrtle. The girl was found in that bathroom. Mm-hmm. And did teachers know about Moaning Myrtle? Dumbledore knows about Moaning Myrtle. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he? Yeah, he knows that that was a girl. She was there. Yeah. And he knows that's her. And he never... A... He never thinks about asking her. And B, she never says anything. Like, doesn't she hear people talk about this whole chamber being opened again? And doesn't she want to, like, share? 
You wonder at what at what point does she come back to haunt her own toilet? You know, I I maybe it was years oh. later, and then she shows up there and she's moaning Myrtle. But yeah, do they ever look that closely at the situation? Does she show? I mean, how you know? I'm just thinking. When does a ghost? How long does it take for for an individual to develop into a ghost, mm-hmm. and then they're 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 haunting Good it? Question. Time has passed, and then oh, there's a ghost upstairs haunting the girls' bathroom. Oh, what's yeah. her name? Moaning Myrtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what the kids are calling her. I, who mm-hmm. knows? They don't look into it much, and then the the, the time has passed, and we don't know what mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, why didn't Dumbledore look into it more? Did he? And then he just stored that away and sort of. Well, he maybe. What, hold on a second. Yeah, what, yeah. what? Sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. but was it a memory that Dumbledore had where he went and questioned Moaning Myrtle? Um, and it was around the time that Gilderoy was at school and he was trying out his memory charm powers. And it was right when Dumbledore was investigating this and he cast a memory charm and he took a memory away from what? Dumbledore. <laughs> what and then the Dumbledore said, I'm going to start collecting these memories in a pensive because I know I talked to that girl. I know I did. Right. You see what I'm saying? No. <laughs> One of the most powerful wizards of all time. Gilderoy Lockhart. Uh, also, can I make a really cool connection while I'm thinking about it yeah. too? So, what is his what is Gilderoy Lockhart known for? What's his most powerful spell? The memory charm. The memory charm. And what is it that clues us in about all this different stuff? Whose memory? Tom Riddle's memory, right? It's his book, it's his diary. Right. Yeah. It's all about memories. Mm-hmm. This this whole thing. I just think it's kind of cool. Like all along the hint, the foreshadowing that memory charms are See right up until this point, you have no idea that Gilderoy is powerful with memory charms and it's tom riddle's diary it's tom riddle's memory and it's moaning myrtle's memory that take us back to this time in the Mm -hmm. past yeah and what and and what what happened there right and so it's just interesting that later on it happens to be a memory charm that he's really good at just a connect just a small little you know intricate writing just cool things i guess so but i i'm sorry to so kind of bust your theory about Dumbledore and uh, you know I, I mean good what? approach on my question like why what? didn't yeah. they yeah. ask Moaning Bust Myrtle but I do think Moaning Myrtle didn't really see the monster either right she all she just remembers is just eyes yeah so it doesn't really help but and she says it came from over there oh she did I thought she said this in the next chapter Gosh. we'll have to go look but then it's like maybe she forgot to say that or, or yeah. whatever and they just think she's crazy because D- Dumbledore's too smart. He he would have to have... I mean, that's a, that's a short right there. Why didn't Dumbledore question Moaning Myrtle about the Chamber of Secrets? Yeah. I mean, there. okay, you know, now Lucius Malfoy, there's a point to be made here. He's lost it a little bit. Dumbledore's lost a step. What's he yeah. obsessing over right now? Yeah. And actually, he's not even really on to the whole... I mean, maybe because of Quirrell, he's thinking about... Like, the conversation's about... Voldemort are back mm-hmm. and he's doing some independent research and stuff and he's thinking more about Voldemort and he's less Maybe, worried about yeah. this chamber yep. of secrets and yeah. Slytherin business but lo and behold it's actually connected to Voldemort and that's where the aha moment comes in year two because he says that once he gets that diary he's like wow okay this right here is a horcrux yeah sure. this is that's what he's thinking early on so anyway interesting thoughts I don't know I feel like uh uh oh, what what'd you find? Something good? Mm, yeah. Okay, let's move on real quick because I have uh, I have another theory. Okay, good. All right. So let's... they learn two important things from Aragog. Harry's right. like Harry has it together. That's when we see Harry shine real quick. Ron is paralyzed. He's like 
staring yeah, with great fear. open mouth, and which is okay. He, he's too fearful to do anything. Harry, though, in those situations, he's quick. And he always says later on, when everyone thinks he would be a great teacher doing Order of the Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. would be their DADA teacher. Yeah. He's always like, nah, I'm always just lucky, and it wasn't really me. No, Harry, you have... You yep. are so quick when you're in situations like that when it's about life and death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he tries to keep the spider talking. He tries to keep Aragog talking. And they are actually learning. Hagrid is innocent. And there is a girl mm-hmm. in a bathroom. And right now he doesn't really make the connection. But later on he will. But Aragog's like, I'm tired. You're just friends of Hagrid's. I don't care really. And my kids, they're all hungry. They're hungry. So bye, friends. And they've of been Hagrid. griping for years. I don't feed them enough. <laughs> yeah. All right, here you go. Take them. So he says, you can eat them. You can kill them. Mm-hmm. See ya, friends of bye. Hagrid. <laughs> and Harry and Ron almost face their death here because we they they are not. I know in the can movie. You imagine how bad Hagrid would felt. I know. That's crazy. It is crazy. In, in in the movie, we see them fight a little bit, but I doubt they know. I mean, they know a couple of spells like Rictum Sempras, like the yeah, Tickle spell yeah. or like, but there's so many of them. They're surrounded that right, right. they know they can't fight them all. Mm-hmm. And here comes Arthur's spirit yep, yep. in the form of the car and rescues his son and Harry. Um... And they just get in. Ron just grabs Fang. Fang's like terrified as well. And they throw him in the car. They get in and the car drives up the slope. Out. Yeah. Out of the forest. And they finally see some sky again. I think Ron even vomits in the pumpkin patch. Oh, he does. Absolutely. And I don't blame him at all. And he's like, what the heck, Hagrid? Mm -hmm. Like what, what? He was. He didn't even realize. Like he's like, what did we learn? Why did we even go there? And mm. the, you know, Harry's like, no, we learned a whole lot. We know Hagrid is innocent. That's mm-hmm, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was wondering, do we ever see the car again after this? Because the car is, you know, they just get out and the car goes back to the yeah. to the Forbidden Forest, and we kind of learn it it looks a little wild almost like the car is now part of the forest and lives in the wilderness yeah and i was just looking up um that harry potter's flying car almost there's an article on screen rent harry potter's flying car almost returned even though it's wrong whatever um almost returned in the final movie why it didn't and there were almost plans to bring back the weasley's Ford Anglia for a major scene in the last movie, but Rowling ultimately decided against it. They they kind of go over the Chamber of Secrets events. But there's a deleted scene in the film. Ron mentioned that the Ford had turned while after it was left in the Forbidden Forest. This was a line of dialogue taken in the novel, which was expanded by the fact that the car saved Harry and Ron from Aragog's family. The car supposedly returned to the forest and didn't serve as a vital component of the plot. The fate of the Fort Anglia was unclear, but that almost wasn't the case since Rowling considered bringing the vehicle back during the Battle of Hogwarts. While writing the book series, the author hinted that the car would return, which would have paved a way to bring it back in the final movie installment. Of course, that never came to fruition. Mm-hmm. she considered bringing back the Fort Anya in the Deathly Hallows for the 
climactic battle against Lord Voldemort, there was a plan for Ron to be targeted by Death Eaters before the car would have flown out of the Forbidden Forest, driving the enemies right into the castle wall. After defending Ron, the car's headlights would have slowly gone out like it passed away following the heroic act. Wow. Here's my theory, because I remembered at that moment also that she... Didn't we read about her almost killing Arthur Weasley? She thought about killing Arthur Weasley. Yeah. And I was like, would not would that not be the perfect thing to kind of bring Arthur back and protect his son? Like, you know, through the oh, car. Oh, what you mean you mean had, had she had Arthur died. Had she killed Arthur throughout the series <sighs> and then brought the Fort Anglia back in that moment to protect Ron during the Battle of Hogwarts. That and would have been the perfect like Arthur's what Protection. if Arthur was a ghost driving that Anglia? <laughs> Could you imagine? I mean, yeah, that that's wow. one of the, you know, we always talk about the little things that you lay out as an author that you might be able to use yeah. later yeah, on. Yeah. And I mean, that would have been a great thing. But of course, you you pick and choose and some things right. never you, yeah. make yeah, yeah. it. You want, you want to keep um, Mr. Weasley. It's enough that you took Fred. I mean, yeah. that's, that's yes. too much. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, wow, interesting. Still would have been cool, even though even if Arthur Weasley, you know, I mean, survives like he does, and if she would have brought the Ford back into play mm-hmm. during the battle and it just protected Ron at some point, yeah, that would have been yeah. sick. Yeah, Damn. that's cool. Okay, so ideas, thoughts. All right, yeah. wow. Just that was well, cool. it's good. It's a good chapter. It's a good. You know, we're getting close to the end here, mm-hmm. and um, lots of little things, lots of little tiny. Yeah, we had some good. Yeah, good conversations in there about. Myrtle Periwinkle mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> you know going all the way back to the beginning there and yeah Voldemort and, and objects having carrying some of their um like some of the enchantment that animates these objects maybe yeah. maybe carrying on some of the spirit of the person who cast the uh, the spell the spell yeah. work so it's cool I, um one more thing I thought was cool here at the end when Harry mm-hmm. thinks about the words that sp- Aragog spoke over and over again because he's looking for hints no one can figure out no one can solve this puzzle really so they're like he's like the creature that was lurking somewhere in the castle he thought sounded like a sort of monster Voldemort even other monsters didn't want to name it I was mm. like, wow yeah it's true because it is actually Voldemort's monster yes and both of them don't want to be like the monster who who yeah who doesn't want to be na- <laughs> who shall not be named yeah 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 <laughs> you know who you know who just don't yeah so really he cool. must not be yeah what did they say yeah cool connection <laughs> and harry's almost onto it and then he th- he he feels so stuck because his friends hermione is gone dumbledore's gone hagrid's gone and he can't seem to figure it out because harry goes over it again and again and again and again sometimes you feel like you're going in circles you're not figuring something out but your yeah, brain, I mean, you, 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 you kind of wire your brain to search for it. And, and that's when the memory of Aragog speaking about Moaning Myrtle emerges again. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like he yeah. searches for the answer and it's somewhere in, within him. Yeah. yeah. And it, it just takes a little bit until he figures it out. Yeah. Um, and he's like, wait a second. A girl in her bathroom. What if she never left? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Ron's like, you're not, you don't mean like Myrtle, right? Yeah, it's really, it's really just an aha moment. So yeah. you've wondered, you've thought about something, 
yeah, I guess whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's what it is. Or that's the thing I was trying to think about or get to an aha moment uh, for sure is something that I think a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Most of the time it's when we've lost something. Where was that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Where where was I last at? And then, (laughs) yeah. And I know some might have thought about this this before when they read it the first time, and they're like, "Why don't you ask Myrtle? Mm-hmm. She yeah. she must have been the one." But I didn't really figure it out before he said it. I was like, "Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. so cool." Yeah. So yeah. So that's um the end of this chapter. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just. It took my, why I enjoyed it so much, I can't really say, other than this is actually the first chapter I've ever read about or ever was, got in contact with a Harry Potter book because my mother was reading it to my brother. She started with Chamber of Secrets because she was just borrowing the book from a friend and she was currently reading Sorcerer's Stone and she had bought the first two books. So my mom just grabbed the second book, not knowing, okay, it's like kind of important to read the first book first, but she started reading it to my brother. And this was the chapter I kind of listened in on. And I was like, spiders, nope, I'm out. Right. <laughs> but it, it was pretty much my first encounter with the wizarding world. And now reading this, probably like 20 years later, and it's, everything's so different and how much how much the series now means to me and the story means to me. It was just such a cool experience. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah really enjoyed this chapter for, for that reason. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> nice. All right. Anything else? No. <laughs> I don't want to cut you short. Get all oh, your yes, you do. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. Do I? What? No, I don't. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's cool to make connections to the book and think back and have nostalgia yeah. uh, attached to a particular chapter or, or you know, a book or an experience or whatever it might be. So I, I reread them so many times that I can't remember all the different times mm-hmm. that I've read them. I think this one's going to be the most memorable because we've done a podcast with it and we're right. re- reading through it and, and having a good time. But yeah, they, they all sort of uh, blended together. And I, the big memory I have when I think of Harry Potter rereads is just me driving to and from work and it getting me mm-hmm. through rough times, you know, and yeah. just being a nice place to, yeah, I actually a couple of times cried during the Harry Potter series. Me too. Yeah. Just because it's, it is emotional. And I had a, a lot going on, um, with my mom and yeah. anytime that like Harry's mom is mentioned or, Gosh, uh, yeah. things like that, it just was like, wow, it just really, lots of different things yeah. stuck out that were interesting. So. True. All right, friends. Well, hey, um, it was a good chapter overall, really good chapter, really good stuff. And I'm excited to to continue on. And this has been it just keeps growing in excitement for me because yeah. the deeper we get into the series, <laughs> the more thick it gets and the yeah. more characters are introduced. I mean, there's some 700 characters in this series. Nah. Yeah. Nice. I read that the other day that there's there's over 700 different characters. That's awesome. And I was like, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. That and is... when you stop to think oh. about it, all the different little names or different mentions <laughs> i love it yeah so. it just makes it so more so much more real that we have so many different individuals. yeah it does it would be yeah. it would be odd if they if you didn't reference other students at all and it would just felt like yeah. there was just this blank so yeah. you know bringing them in even if you don't bring them back um you know later on in the series but bringing in hannah and ernie and yeah. uh jay finch and the ghost <laughs> and all all the stuff it's really it's really cool and really important so yeah great series all right 
Is that it? There we go. Uh-huh. That's it, friends. All right. Hey, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, be sure to check out. I think going forward, and in, in, I've said this multiple times, but in Prisoner, we're going to drop some theory, Harry Potter theory episodes uh, from our Harry Potter Hangout uh, YouTube. We're going to drop those as standalones. We're also going to be dropping some of those as Patreon episodes too, the ones that are really mm-hmm. cool where I really want to uh, kind of elaborate on stuff, and I think it'll just be a cool way to get another search term out there for the podcast, and, and you know, I think yeah. we're going to be posting some of these over on YouTube as well because we have you know one minute short to talk about something really important, uh, a really intriguing, interesting thought or idea, things that still have questions, things that are forgotten in the series, and you only have one minute to kind of capture that. So right. we want to have like a four minute conversation or a five minute conversation about that either uh, over on YouTube and then even a little longer conversation about it here on the podcast. So be looking forward to that. Thank you guys so much for you know supporting the podcast over on Patreon and Apple Premium. We're dropping both the episodes there. And uh, thank you guys for you know reviewing the podcast and following us over at Fleur and Bill. We, uh, we appreciate you guys. So We do. But uh, that is all for this week. Uh, thank you for tuning in to 94.7 COZY. We hope that you'll join us in the future. We thoroughly enjoy meeting those new positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bands. Bums. And I think the person, somebody who wrote to us, they're like, I'm not a, you know, babbling, bumbling, yes. whoever that was. I, oh my I, goodness. I, no, no, no. I know. Yeah, that was, was um, um, that was, that was really sweet. I was like, oh yeah, it's good. That was Rika. Rika. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. goodness. R- Rika, don't worry. We got your message. I'll get back to you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for writing in. Yeah, um, loved cool. hearing about yeah your story and everything. So yeah, thanks. Any, for- anybody else from <laughs> from Europe who wants to write in? Like, what, what <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, if you don't want to miss out on the next episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us that review, and follow us over on social media at Fleur and Bill. If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You'll find all the links down the links down the below. Dinks? I always make mistakes when I read this. The links of the dinks. It's like my thing. So you'll find all the links. You know, like in Zelda, down below. Thank you so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you to the moon and back. And if you want to win Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix, the illustrated version, or Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, the Hufflepuff version, or the official Harry Potter cookbook, or a surprise Harry Potter Funko Pop. Or Whoa. a Harry Potter style t-shirt designed by Florin Bill. Then make sure you leave us that review on Apple. We highly, highly appreciate it. And after our first 50 reviews, we will start drawing five those five prizes. So your chances are high. Yeah, challenge for some of you who already have. Grab you gr- grab your um Grab your coworker's phone and leave a review. <laughs> come on. I'm just kidding. Really, Sorry. Come on. I'm just kidding. I'm do kidding. it. No, yeah, we we just appreciate it. It just helps the podcast, yeah. and we do appreciate you guys so much. So Love you guys. You. Next week, we will be back with our reread of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Secrets. Oh, my gosh. I'll do that again. Next week, we will be back with our reread of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets with Chapter 16, the Chamber of Secrets. So make sure to tune back in next time. And until then, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining us in our shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home.
Wait a second. Is there always a chapter that's named after the title of the book? Is there the Philosopher's Stone? Sorcerer's Stone, Philosopher's Stone. I, we gotta go look. Would that thing happen? The cha- uh, we're reading chap- chapter whatever, the Chamber of Sec- Secrets, in the book of the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> Knox. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 